Which state has the most streets? The answer is Rhode Island, obviously. Welcome to the Daily Devotionals podcast for kids and adults. I am Pastor Colt. So, welcome back to our study of Mark's Gospel. Today we look at Mark chapter 7, verses 1 through 13. Now, there's a bit of a shift here. We've been talking about some miraculous things, the feeding of the multitudes, Jesus walking on water, Jesus healing people who touched his garment. Now, we see Jesus being challenged by the religious elite, something that we hadn't seen since chapter 3. It's interesting that among the, the common folk, the news of Jesus is spreading like wildfire. Jesus comes into an area. People are bringing those out to be healed into the marketplace. So when they see Jesus as he comes by, they can ask him to be healed. They didn't challenge Jesus, but they were eager to be healed. Now, the fact that Jesus was healing all of these people should not have been lost on the religious elite, but it it was. Remember, these miracles were signs. They pointed to who Jesus was. They were there to validate his message, the message that he came to to seek and save the lost, that he was the one that they should come to for eternal life. Eternal life was not found in anybody but him. The point that I'm making is the religious leaders of the day missed this. They missed the sign, and they got caught up in other things. We said last time that the people were just coming out to him for what they could get. They were missing the point too, but in a different way than the religious leaders. Now, I'm not going to take time and, and read all 13 verses, and, but I'm going to explain them. And I am going to read some of them along the way. And I challenge you to go back and, and read uh, 7, uh, 1-13 if you're able. So, they're in Capernaum. It is about 90 miles uh, north of Jerusalem. Jesus is is still in the north. He's by the Sea of Galilee. And the religious leaders here are from Jerusalem. It's a a delegation. Most likely they were requested from some of the the Pharisees and religious leaders up in the north. And they're watching Jesus. And they, they notice that some of his disciples eat with hands that are defiled, which means they didn't wash their hands before they ate. You might be saying, well, that's not really that big a deal. If That's the only thing they can find. Well, here we learn that according to the tradition of the elders, the Jews didn't eat unless they washed their hands properly. The the reason for this was that it, it separated the Jews from the people around them. They were more clean. They were set apart. They were different than the other people groups who didn't have these strict laws concerning cleanliness. The issue here isn't whether it is good to wash your hands before you eat. It is good practice to wash your hands often. The, the, the issue was that this was a, a man-made law. It, it wasn't something in the Bible, and the Jews were treating it like it was something that God wanted them to do. So really, there's, there's two issues here. There, there's one concerning uh, laws concerning cleanliness, like we just talked about, and the other had to do with tradition. The, the tradition of the elders, and they're raising this tradition of the elders up to be uh, on par with biblical law. Now, realize that the, the elders, the ruling, uh, the leaders of the Jews had reasons for the laws that they enacted. But they were, what they were doing is they were actually creating more laws, laws around laws to be exact. So 
Jews had laws concerning cleanliness, but what these leaders were doing is they were taking these laws that were in the Bible and they were actually making them more difficult. For instance, if there was a big meal, a celebration or something, these Jews might go wash their hands several times during the meal to be obedient just to the, to the law that was around the law. So these leaders question Jesus about this and they say, Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but they eat with defiled hands? Now, listen to what Jesus says. It's really a classic response because these are religious leaders and these are ones who are supposed to know the Bible. And Jesus takes and he quotes the Bible to them. And he says, Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites as it is written? The people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far, hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines and doctrines the commandments of men i mean you see what he's saying there they're teaching these things they're saying they're they're the doctrines of the of god but they're really just uh, commandments of men so that's what jesus quotes from scripture it's a bit harsh because he's applying it to them he calls them hypocrites which means they're two-faced they say one thing they do another he says that they worship god in vain and hold to doctrines or teaching uh, that are man-made. In verse 8, Jesus said, You leave the commandment of God and hold to the tradition of men. And then Jesus goes on, You have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. Jesus then gives an example about uh, the commandment of God to honor one's father and mother and he basically says that these uh, that would follow the tradition of men actually make it impossible to make to obey the commandment of god because their tradition they're creating all of these other laws and in in creating all these laws they're actually violating the command of god now let me ask you a question it's a serious question we often give the pharisees a bad rap and Jesus is pretty hard on them, so they deserve a bad rap. But here's my question, though. Were the Pharisees sincere? Think about that question for a moment. Were they sincere about their faith? Were they trying to worship the one true God of the Bible? Were they sincere about that? Did they take it serious? Yes, they took it very serious. They took it so serious that they created laws around the law so they wouldn't violate the law. It's kind of a tongue twister, but I think you can get it. They thought they could do better by adding to the scriptures. If the law said that they were not to do work on the Sabbath, for instance, they really took and defined that. They set up rules or laws around that law and defined what work on the Sabbath was, like the number of steps that one was permitted to take on the Sabbath. They didn't want people to break the law, so they created other ones. And in doing so, they actually created... Uh, undue burden on people they just they, they were just more laws to follow and people become so burdened down this is why jesus says come to me all you you are heavy burdened come to me my yoke is is light and i will give you rest i, I would suggest that we do similar things perhaps not exactly like the pharisees but there are times in which we think we know better like we know how god wants to be worshiped 
this might be a bit controversial. I, I don't think it is, and I don't think it should be. But let me give you an example. I was at a service one time, a, a service, it was in a church, and they had a guy that, while music was playing, he was painting a picture. And you, could, you couldn't really tell what he was painting in the, in the moment. He was just making all these lines. And, and then at the end, when the music was coming to this emotional crescendo, he flipped the, the, the painting upside down. It was this uh, image of God. Very well done, but a, a, an image of, of God. And it, was, and it had to do with what the, song, the words of the song were. But it was an image. And I'll be honest, it was moving. It was very cool. The guy was super talented. The problem is there's nowhere in Scripture that we read that that is an acceptable kind of worship. And even more than that, what was done there was actually a violation of the second commandment. In Exodus 20, verse 4, we read, You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on earth beneath or in the waters below. We, 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 we don't create an image of God. Now, someone will say, but wait a minute, Pastor. Wait, we're not worshiping the image. In, in that instance, we're not worshiping the image. We're worshiping the God that is represented by the image. And that is a problem. We think that we can create an image of God that will aid in worship. The Hebrews believe this at the foot of Mount Sinai, too. They made a golden calf. They could have said, it wasn't the golden calf. It was the image that it represents. It's what it represents, the God who, who it's, it's pointing toward. It's like a sign or a, a symbol. It's just to help us. The, the fact is, just because something is moving, just because we enjoy it, just because something is, is talented and, and, and all of that, we think it helps in our worship doesn't mean that it actually does. I fear that this rebuke that, that Jesus here gives that the Pharisees could be given in a lot of our churches. What about us? Do we think that we know better sometimes or that we do better than the scriptures and say, this is what God has said. This is what he desires. And, and you know what? I think, we can, I think we can make it a little better. I think we can make it more emotional. I think we can make it more moving. You know, we need to go back and say, what does God desire of us? What does he desire? What does he say? And then we need to determine to be obedient to that. Because God tells us how he ought to be worshipped. The fact is, God has said how he ought to be worshipped. And God knows better than we do. When we start uh, pouring our own selves into it, what we enjoy and all that, um, that's when things start falling apart. Join me next time for more of the Daily Devotional Podcast for Kids and Adults. My name is Colt Robinson. I'm the pastor of Bethel Church in Yale, South Dakota. You can find us online at BethelMBChurch.org. You can find this podcast on the web at DailyDevos4Kids.com or wherever you like to get podcasts. If you have questions or comments like I might get comments about today's episode because of that last illustration. But if you have a joke idea, don't hesitate to have an adult help you reach out to me on the website or use the message feature in the episode description. Adults, if you like this podcast, please share it on social media. Give us a good rating in your podcast app, which will help others find it. And I will see you next time.